Should we all uh, start the show and just be like, Come on, Matt. Is that, that's, that's how that song goes, right? It's like, boom, boom, boom. I don't think that they sound quite like that as we start the A show here on CKCC Radio. Um, so, did you know? That CM Punk once came out to an AFI song. I've heard that, yeah. And this is going to be so dated by the time this comes out next Monday, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that some people did not know that? Oh, yeah, there's like a drama going on, right? Like, people didn't know. It is so stupid. Like, just leave it alone. If you didn't know... That's a bummer. Sorry. Do you if, remember that one CM Punk came out to Kill Switch Engage? And then he stopped and then came out to Living Color, which a song was as old as uh, the AFI song now <laughs> when he <laughs> chose Golden Personality. Now, I don't know why this is such a controversy. At least it was on Tuesday of last week when we're recording this. Yeah. Because, like, if you don't get it, but other people do just let them have their cool Easter egg and let it be that people are really getting like upset about this or did get upset. Cause we're in the, not in the future. Kind of in the future. Right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that wrestling discourse on Twitter is terrible. Yep. Super dumb. Oh, oh always, it's always stupid. I love it for that reason. <laughs> uh, so speaking of, uh, uh, wrestling, Intercourse with decourse? Definitely uh, not intercourse. That's that was, not what that's not what I said. That was a terrible joke. Um, uh, leads to our guest, a, um, whoa, a man whoa, that I've known. Okay, so you just went with wrestling intercourse leads us to our guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so being a geek on the internet about wrestling is lead to our our guest. So. I got my main man here, <laughs> Jimmy Grape Soda. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal, and I think Jimmy, we're, we're around the same age, right? You're you're in your like uh, mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, I'll be thirty four in May. Okay, so you're a little younger than me, not much. Uh, so when I moved to uh, when I moved out of my hometown and moved to the um, the Northeast Pennsylvania area, I had no friends. I didn't know Matt. I didn't know Matt for like five years when I moved. So I went on a message board for WrestleCrap.com, 
And I met my main man, Dr. Claw, who is Jimmy here. (laughs) And in like, as we were on that website and several other offshoot message boards, um, there were a couple, yeah. There were at least three. Um, cause there was like the regular board and then the offshoot board and the offshoot of the offshoot. So we could talk about some of the people in the offshoot board. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the no friends zone. <laughs> or at least for me, at least for me. And, uh, it was right on time people were doing blog talk radio. And, uh, I was like, claw, let's do blog talk radio. And I'd like never spoken to him in real life or anything like that. And I went through our, our archive. We have four pages of shows that I can't access. That's um, I didn't realize we did so many. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, now there were some. It was like Chris is alone today. <laughs> Claws alone today. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy had to work. <laughs> and and uh, we were on for an hour, and um, we would just play like random. Sometimes we play songs. Sometimes we play random clips. And I remember for a year. the intro ended up being like two and a half minutes long. Oh yeah, that was when I was like really sick at Windows Movie Maker, and so I would just piece in like different songs, like I had an Agrolite song and a Phenomenon song and a Pogue song and, and uh, Futurama it, clips and yeah, Futurama clips and clips from Tommy Boy. Like just it was just like I was like, oh, let me put everything in there that I think is cool, and so. Uh, <laughs> So, so from there, like we, uh, we had a show and it lasted a year. It was a, like a full year. Holy and, shit. Uh, yeah, I know. And, uh, then we're just like, yeah, we're not, no. <laughs> it just, it just kind of, it just kind of, I don't know if we made a decision or if it was just kind of both like we both got too busy or I, I don't yeah, remember I think what it was. It was. Definitely, I think it was definitely that. Uh, so, so. From there, I like stop. I kind of stopped message boarding for a little bit, and I just kind of got there. So uh, I want to play a game that is called uh, "What We've Done Since 2009." <laughs> okay. Uh, you go first. What? What? What are? What are? If you had to pick like five significant things that happened in your life since 2009, what has it been? Let's see. So 2009, I was 21. I, I have I have lost my virginity since, <laughs> since 2009. <laughs> I was 23 years old. Um, I'm, I'm uh, ra- raising the green tea glass to you right now. Okay, so what else is what else has been going on with you since then? We're we're catching up. It's like a, a high school reunion. See, since 2009, I have moved multiple times around, really the Boston area. I moved insane. from. Plymouth, Kingston, down on the South Shore, almost almost Cape area, like Thanksgiving, Plymouth. I was gonna <laughs> say one of our old episodes things. Uh, the the description of it was like Jimmy flips off Plymouth Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, makes sense. <laughs> My uh, the, I moved from there up to Revere, which is where the mass transit incident happened. Um, Tight. <laughs> I never saw any shows in the building. It seems to be used for uh I don't even know if it's open anymore to be honest with you. But mm. it's at it's at a it's at a tea station. Oh, really? Yeah, the 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 Wonderland Ballroom is at Wonderland Station at the end of the Blue Line. So, did you know that at the end of the Blue Line there is a $2 all-day parking garage? It um, is all day, two dollars. That's not bad at all. 
That's, That's awesome. incredible. <laughs> uh, we learned this because we price lined a room and we wound up staying in Revere. And we were like, how do we get to the T? Because normally we'll stay in like Braintree. Yeah, it's right, it's right there on the beach. And, oh, yeah, we wound up going to Revere Beach. It was Memorial Day. It was pretty cold. But (laughs) (laughs) the water was cold. And uh, we discovered that the tea stop was at this parking garage. And it was the very last stop. And it was two whole American dollars to park your car for the entire day. We're like, this is incredible. (laughs) And there was also a seafood store on the way there. And they had a big sign that said, Last seafood before the airport. <laughs> so, if you're if you weren't planning on flying with seafood prior to this moment, please eat here. But you've now changed your mind on the way to the airport, and you now want to fly with seafood. This is the place to get it because it's the last stop. So, Savannah, my sister-in-law, is getting married in Salem. And uh, oh. the idea is, like, where are we going to stay in Salem? They're like, well, you can stay at these really creepy old buildings. Like, yeah, that costs $3,000. <laughs> yeah, these, these almost 500-year-old buildings. Yeah. So we're like, let's stay at the, like, the, the place uh, at Lo- near Logan, like the, like, whatever, Comfort Inn or whatever it is. And I know now that because of uh, inflation, it will be too much money for me to go. So... My, now my wife and my daughter are just going up there now. And if I would have went up there, I would have been like, hey, chance to meet up for a day. Um, Salem is only like about an hour drive from Boston. Anyways, it's not bad at all. Holy smokes. That's still an hour? God damn. From from Logan? Possibly. Yikes. Okay, so you've moved. Uh, I, 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 so I moved, yeah, to Revere, to East Boston, to – I lived back in my old hometown of South Boston for a while. Now I'm in Melrose, which is a suburb right off the Orange Line. There you go. So I'm still uh, subway accessible, which is, thank God, because I, I have to at least be connected to the city, I feel like, sometimes. Oh, that's cool. I have, I have, have a little bit of pride. Yeah, I just, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I prefer being in an urban environment as opposed to like the burbs. Oh man, I know that feeling. I know that feeling all too well. Where I'm at now is very quiet. I'm sandwiched between two cemeteries, so it's extremely <laughs> oh, as quiet as you can get. So it's just nice to to be able to kind of walk around places and, and do shit. Are you uh, are you are you are you a man who's living alone? No, no, I'm I'm sharing an apartment with my mom right now. She's she's been on early retirement disability since about 2004. She. she Got hurt at work and destroyed her knees and her back. She's neurological issues since, and so I help out around the house and you know pay half of everything. Well, that's nice. That's a that's a, a nice sun sunly thing. I don't think that's a word. Plus, rent around here is so goddamn ridiculous that it just makes more sense to to if you know you get someone willing to to split the apartment. I'd I'd rather it be family than a stranger. Let's let's see going through. Uh, where were you during the Boston Marathon attack? I was actually supposed to be at the finish line near where one of the bombs. No, get the fuck out of here. I was supposed to, me and my brother made plans to go down there that night, but we were renovating an apartment that we were going to be moving into 
we were working as like laborers for my uncle, all you know under the table stuff. But uh, he he was like, nope, you guys aren't going the marathon. You're working today. I had a nail gun in my hand, and my brother came in the room, and he was like, yeah, so there were some explosions at the marathon. I was like, what? What the hell are you saying? <laughs> right where we were gonna stand. stand? Like, like, literally, like, that's where we were going to stand right there. We got blown up. Holy shit. That sucked. I mean, to say the least. Oh, oh. And so, like, the next day I went down there and I looked around and I was like, this is fucking weird. Oh, man. So what, uh, since we, since we stopped doing our wrestling adjacent podcast, what was the, the most significant, uh, wrestling thing you were involved in for the last 13 years? I was at uh AEW Grand Slam. Wow, you went to the uh the show in New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's when the uh the that yeah, I was up there in um what was that, October. I went to GCW's emo fight that night or the night before as well. Oh my god, I remember when the emo fight happened. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an okay show. That's about <laughs> it was interesting. Hmm. I mean, so it was, a, it was it was in New York, so they couldn't, you know, do GCW oh, stuff, right? Because of the athletic commission, but uh, it, it was they did as much as they could. I, I heard I, I was able to hear Nick Gage tell a DJ to play some motherfucking My Chemical Romance, which was enough, <laughs> which was which was worth the ticket price. <laughs> so worth the, in- worth the ticket price right there. I was like this. Oh, and then uh, Jim, Jimmy Jacobs sang the ballad of Lacey Lives and. Oh. Uh, Damn. He he won her over in the end. Nice. Um after my, after getting pummeled by Atticus Koga. In uh my uh I, I would say the highlight of my my wrestling uh involvement in, since two thousand nine was being backstage at the collective before the Interspecies show goes on and uh Matt Brad came up to me and goes, Hey admit Nick Gage <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and uh, Brad <laughs> told the story. Goes, hey man, uh, Brad, nice to meet you. And just goes up and he goes, Gage, and <laughs> just sticks his hand out like he's fucking about to shank somebody. Hey. <laughs> and, and, and Nick Gage walking around with his backpack on. So that was that was cool. <laughs> I um, that, that, in the past year or so, I've been to about seven or eight shows, including the AEW show. Oh wow! I, so you're really jumping back into it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. I, I don't get out to Worcester as often as I should to go to Beyond shows, but I went to the the entire rest of a weekend over New Year's Eve. Oh wow, good for you, dude. Yeah, um, I'm going to uh, Monkey Business this yesterday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, what? Who are the people we know that do the shows in Mass, or they do it in Rhode Island? Um, oh well, no, that's Beyond. No, 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 like the the, the shows that Skyros would go to that that would be that would be on like a Thursday. Oh, well, no, Beyond is Thursdays. But well, who are those people? Because our, our buddy Mike Skyros, he's a Syracuse guy. And there's a c- company that he works for that actually runs in Fenway. I'm not sure. Huh. Uh, is it Test of Strength? Yes. Oh, they just they just recently, I think they just ran a show in Connecticut over the weekend. I definitely know that uh, he's been up there a bunch of times. Uh, I have- Yeah. Or at least their last show, I I heard it was all right, but that there was like a little bit of a an issue with one of the performers making racist jokes. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I heard about that. I heard about that. 
Oh, you know what? I did too. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> so, so, so I got married and had kids. That's what I've done in the last 13 years. Oh, I haven't uh, done either of those. Uh, I recommend. Um, fa- same lady that I was back in the day with. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Been kicking it strong. 17 years. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl and they beat the fucking Patriots. So, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we can get the show started. There's... <laughs> There's people that are just fast forwarding to this part. <laughs> like, just you should have gotten reacquainted before the show started, you geek. Um, so, if, <laughs> if you didn't fast forward through all the nonsense last week, oh yeah, that's true. <clears throat> uh, you certainly didn't fast forward through this. So we don't know right now as we record. <laughs> this, this was the only problem. So, as we speak. With five and a half days left in the poll. Sean's <laughs> fucking beating me. <laughs> uh, Coach Sean Calvin is currently beating Chris. Um, <laughs> the only so, vote this week again was me. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're coming back a little bit. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I hadn't checked since, like, this afternoon. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, so continue on, though, Matt. Uh, so it was decided because Andy Peck and I tied. Yeah, that's that, crazy. That we will both advance to the tournament of champions and we will face each other in the first round as the tiebreaker. That's right. That's going to be good. Cool. It's almost like a wild card round. Sort of. Oh man. And okay. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to, I was, I was going to segue into that, uh, that, uh, yeah, we are today. We are doing a draft of 2007 ring of honor, which is, Oh, that that's that hits right with me, like as it's as my sweet spot right there. You know, started in a little bit of 2006. You know, had a lot of fun in 2008. Uh, 2007 is right where I dove in deep. The 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 first their first show of the year dedicated the that was the first indie I went to. It was the first Ring of Honor show I went to. That no was, shit. Yeah, that was that was that was my first real exposure to to. American Indies at the time. Did you did you hit the side of the 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 barricade when they played that AFI song? Oh, he was gone by then. Uh yeah, Punk wasn't there. Uh, my lasting memory was was seeing uh, somebody. I think somebody had their kid with them, and they left halfway through the show. So me and my brother moved up to the front row. We were like nice row, and we were definitely slapping on the barricade and stuff. But uh, Joe versus Nigel was on the card. And they beat the <sighs> shit out of each other. It was amazing. <laughs> Watch my my first was uh, my first show I went to was uh, was Nigel winning the belt. Unreal. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it was at the Braintree Armory, the, the the one I went to. My first Ring of Honor show was in 2004, the Midnight Express reunion. Nice. Um, yeah. And well, it that- was. When all of our friends graduated from the Ring of Honor school. Yeah, it was, it was, it was when Turner graduated. And so they were on the afternoon show. And then the night show was main evented by Joe defending the title against Dragon. Oh, man, that's badass. And there was an eight-man tag with uh, Generation Next against Punk, uh, Sexy Ace Steel, Colt Cabana, and Jimmy Jacobs. The Saints and Jimmy Jacobs, nice. 
Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And it was the uh, the night that Nigel's push really started because he beat Homicide. Oh, man. This is the year that they took Homicide back. They, like, he wasn't there because TNA stopped. And, like, Homicide had just won the belt at Final Battle 2006. Ugh. He was he was still he was still champ for the first show of the year, but yeah. it wasn't for long. No, not for long. Then came our main man Morishima. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, good old Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, and the first thing I got out of it was Andy from the Butcher and the Blade <laughs> be like, "Bring me Morishima." <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? No. <laughs> like, Butcher versus Morishima? No. Oh, my God. Like, all these guys, all these mainline guys are like, oh, man, I want Suzuki so bad. I want Okada. And fucking the Butcher's like, hey, can you figure out how to get Morishima over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that would be I, – I can hear Big E clapping now. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie just voids his contract. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm not even wrestling this. I just need to go watch it. It's, oh man, I, I, I thought I had heard that Morshina had passed away, but I know he's just in really bad health. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So if we could build a time machine and do 2022, Andy Williams, Hardcore Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> and Morishima from 2007. Uh, I'd also like every time I die, more sh- or uh, Andy, Andy uh, Williams, two thousand seven, <laughs> <laughs> two thousand two, more Shima. Uh, or like you just put it, uh, two thousand seven. Every time I die, more Shima. <laughs> <laughs> There's an amazing Bond the Music Industry song. It's called "Congratulations, John, for joining Every Time I Die," and it's just. <laughs> It's just a bitter song that Jeff Rosenstock wrote when his bass player joined every time I die. And the chorus is nice going asshole. It's so good. Oh my god. Are you gonna stretch your ears and get a neck tattoo? I think it's what fine. And and this is no knockout every time I die, who's not really my cup of tea. No. Uh though I did see that warp tour once and it was alright. And, um, I've worked matches with the Butcher and the Blade before. I worked with them at LVAC. Yeah. And I have known the, I, I've met Blade several times in several different incarnations and names over the years. And he's a good dude. And, uh, Andy is a good dude. But I will always remember my brother would listen to this song by Every Time I Die about working in an office. And one of the lines of the song was, I have a very expensive pen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road. So, tonight, today, this morning, Decker and Jimmy Grape Soda are going to be drafting from 2007 Ring of Honor. Jimmy, as the guest, will draft first. Decker will draft second. Because I'm already qualified for the tournament, I will just be moderating. Uh, we have also talked, if, if I get in at any point... Uh, we we will have there'll be two guests on the show. You know what I mean? Like, I, I realize I'm like, oh man, if, if I get in at any point, we kind of fuck ourselves. <laughs> we never really thought about it that far. No, because it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, in three seasons. So, 
Um, the guys can draft champions with their title belt from 2007. They have to have held that belt during that calendar year. Whoever they draft together, they have to use together on the show. So tag teams, trios, stables, yeah, factions. Full factions, Adam Van drafting Fortune. (laughs) (laughs) You have to use them all together. Round seven is the wild card round. So that'd be anyone not in Ring of Honor in 2007. Once they have decided that they have enough to build a card, we'll take a break. We'll open the floor up to drafts, which will probably not happen with only two people. And uh, also unrestricted free agents. We'll take a break. You'll hear some commercials. We'll come back, and the guys will present their cards. Matt, you're so good at that every week. I sometimes worry that I'm going to botch it. Like, every time I'm like, did I get everything? God, I know that feeling. That's like, uh, I know when um, Cabana was doing the art of wrestling, like, he'd do his whole plugs at the end. And, like, uh, he said at one point, he goes, guys, I'm reading from a sheet of paper. Just hang with me. <laughs> and I'm like, he does this every week, and he still reads from a piece of paper. So, I mean, you know, don't feel too bad about anything. So He's, he's pro wrestling uh, Mark Maron. Oh, yeah. I, I remember somebody calling him that. Jimmy, you are up. Let's let's begin the draft. Okay, with my first pick, I'm gonna go with Kevin Steen. Oh wow, it's not where I thought you were going. My uh, first pick, as I uh, told on Twitter, uh, are the the people of the illustrious stable, the Hangman Three. The Hangman Three consisting of Brent Albright, Adam Pierce. <laughs> I'm blanking on number three and Shane Hagedorn. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, man. Okay. Uh, Adam Pierce, Brent Albright, Hagedorn. <laughs> There's a thing I can't fucking remember to save my life. <laughs> this is awful. Hold on. So what's incredible is that I incorrectly assumed that you would have looked this up I did. I I fucking did. It's like right there. And it is escaping me. Oh my god. And I'm just gonna see it. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. BJ Whitmer, that's it. That makes sense though, because of, of all the other ones, uh BJ Whitmer's was my least favorite. So I forgot BJ Whitmer. What a fucking dumbass. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, go ahead. I'm gonna go with Chris Hero. Uh, Chris Hero alone? Are you taking him with, uh... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, the Kings, the Kings. Oh, you're taking him with the Kings? Okay. All right. Oh, I have to write all this down. I'm Pierce P.J. Whitmer. Brent Albright. My second pick is FIP champion Roderick Strong. Ooh. Are you taking the FIP title? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I, I insinuated he was the FIP champion, Roddy Strong. Okay. Because uh, I think because we are done with the pure title, right? At this point, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, because the the pure title unification is when Dragon was champion, and Dragon was a champion to us. So. All right, Jimmy, you're up. I will take. Oh, hold on, I just spaced. I'm going to take Nigel with the uh, Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. Okay, all right, there you go. For my third pick, I'm taking the rest of the No Remorse Corp of Rocky Romero and Davy Richards. <laughs> Those guys I remember no problem. 
no remorse for. Oh, I wrote his name as Davy Richard, and <laughs> that's not his name. And I just call him Ricky Romero. There we go. All right, you're up. I'll take the Briscoes. Oh, that's the only one I'm like, fuck, I hope he doesn't grab the Briscoes. All right, because that was next. So now I have to dive in here. Oh, you took Nigel. Okay. In the uh, in the belt. In the belt, right. So I think right here I am going to take Takeshi Morishima. Uh, Morishima had the best hair. I was just like... <laughs> I'm going to take Dragon. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Hmm. I wonder how many were in there at the time. I'd like to take the faction of the Age of the Fall. I'm not positive who was in there in 2007. It might have just been Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler, Tyler Black. I don't see Necro on this list at all no, either. No, Necro didn't come till 2008. Oh, uh, yeah. Brody, same thing. Uh, there's one other guy. So, no, what was their what was their tag team in wrestling? Do it for her. Yes. Do it for her. Yeah. I'm just I'm just taking do it for her at this point. <laughs> there isn't even Lacey on on this. Or at oh, least oh, on okay. I'm gonna take Agent Hall with Lacey. Yeah. There you go. I am going to take Cole Cabana. Pick number six. I am gonna. I might dive into. Let's see. I'm going to take Samoa Joe. It's time for the wild card. AJ Styles. Oh, man. I would have never even thought of that. Oh, man, that was good. Like to- Total kudos for you right now. All right. For my wild card pick, I, I thought about it big time. I'm going to take Mystico. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I think he I think he won Wrestler of the Year the uh, like in 2006, and I was like, oh man! And this is before Sin Cara and all that. This is when he was still, you know, the the real deal. And uh, yeah, it was either going to be that, or I was going to try to find the worst WWE wrestler on the PWI 500. Like, I'm trying to think <laughs> if there's a a guy here at 387. Rob Echoes is 388. <laughs> Decker's like, I take Highlander Rory. <laughs> In 2007, John Moxley was 371. Wow. Uh, above him was Shima Zion. Look at that. And, oh, my God. Right. Be- okay. Uh, 371 in the 2007 PWI was John Moxley. 372 was Sterling James Keenan. <laughs> think about that. Oh, man. Okay. So, uh. Wild card's over. Throw it back to you, go. Jimmy. So I will go with Pack. Alrighty. 303 that year was Icarus. Should have picked Icarus, god damn it. <laughs> uh, should you have? No, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I want to take this tandem and just have it be the dark match, but okay. I am gonna take... Wow. Thinking about this now, this is actually pretty crazy. Oh, uh, oh, Jimmy, check this out. So at your, oh, never mind, never mind. Yeah, Joe dropped, or uh, uh, Joe took on Nigel. Then there was a four-way with Jimmy Rave, Christopher Daniels, Jason Blade, and IWGB current champion Shingo Takagi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shingo is the champion now, right? I, I think he's still <laughs> the champion. So unless, unless Okada, Okada might have beaten him at the, the Tokyo Dome. 
Uh, I gotta find this WWE current champion champions. Oh man, can you imagine getting a replica of the IGP now one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait a minute. This is uh, this is Okada's the current champion in his first reign. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> that's not his first reign. Yeah, that's that's not it. Okay. Well, it was Takagi, so that was a that was a cool thing. All right, I'm gonna jump to 2007. Let's see who's in the dark matches that I could that I could grab. That's that's who I. Oh, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah. My next pick, my number eight pick is uh, Naomichi Marufuji. Oh, okay. Good pick by me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let me see. Damn, I will go with. Um, I'm, I'm 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 torn between two. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh with with Generico. I was typing out my next pick and I was like, I swear to God, if he takes this next <laughs> pick, uh, I'm taking my main man Eric Stevens, who's very active on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he uh, I seem to always end up talking to him about candy on Twitter. I always end up replying. To candy. <laughs> he does like to make cookies. Yeah, yeah, but it's always it's always candy related. I remember I I I I, I replied a couple times about. Specific flavors of gummy, uh, not gummy bears, jelly beans. <laughs> oh my god! Matt, for a while, I haven't been I able had, to think I, about anything except Skittle jelly beans since you told me that the other day. For a while, I had a, a weird every every once in a while, me and MLJ on Twitter would go back and forth about uh not back and forth like arguing, but just talk about fast food. Say fat I, food or fast food? Fast food. Oh, okay. Uh, MLJ will talk about fat food too. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> he saw me. Uh, in the locker room at IWTV 100 over the summer. He was like, Matt's here. He was so excited to see me. It was so cool. Nice. He's a good dude and deserves all the success that he has right now. Oh, you are up, Jim. All right. I am going to go. I'm going to go with Homicide. It's All right. With a with, with a roster this stacked, I'm like, wow, these names are lasting a long time. Then you realize just how stacked this roster is. It's 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 nuts, actually. I All was, right. I was reading off names. My my brother isn't a huge wrestling fan, but he was at that Ring of Honor show with me back in 2007, and he's seen you know. Every time I watch him, like that guy was at the show we went to. That guy was at the show we went to. Right. Guy. All right, I'm going to take the entire Vulture Squad. Oh, shit. That being masked Jigsaw. He hadn't transformed yet. Or maybe he did. I don't think he you did know, if, if you keep Jigsaw's mask on, I'm sure he will appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> he did call me Fat Boy at the Collective. He's like, go away, Fat Boy. And I was like, oh, shit. And then he went to me, he's like, afterwards, he's like, Oh hey, I was, I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, Mass Jigsaw, uh, Ruckus, Jack Evans, and Julie Smokes. <laughs> but I couldn't fucking remember BJ Whitmer. Jesus. Oh man, they were so entertaining the first time I saw them. It was the first time I'd seen any of those guys, and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> like I fucking loved it. I will always uh, remember when uh, Shane Storm turned into Stigma, and Jerry's cutting the promo. Oh, that's right. It was it was Jigsaw went first and transformed, and then they did the promo, the transform promo. Yeah, except Jerry 
was like very visibly laughing on camera. <laughs> yeah, <I remember> that. <laughs> shouting transform. And then, and then when it came stigma, it was just like laugh, and he just jumped to the camera. Also, there's a very famous picture on the internet at the uh, ECW arena of Jerry and Eddie Kingston wearing shirts that say, "At least I'm not Jigsaw." Oh, that's the best. And oh. Jigsaw wearing a shirt that says, "Fuck, Fuck I'm, I'm Jigsaw." Jigsaw. <laughs> oh man, Shane Storm's a guy that we need to get on here. Yeah, uh, I think he was the last person I saw because uh, I had to draw. I had to go. You guys don't know, but I had to go home to Scranton for. Uh, Seven hours so I could take, uh, the truck full of stuff back to South Carolina. So, and so I was like, I'm not even going to say anything to anybody. I have a long day. I get out of the airport. Sure. Shit. There's Shane Storm. And I'm like, Hey, man. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, hey. All right. I was just like, I, I took his hand. I was like, you were such a pleasant dude. He's like, Oh, thanks. You know, hope to see you soon. Ah, you know, uh, <laughs> Shane Storm kicks ass. <laughs> That's not how he sounds, by the way. Not even remotely. <laughs> not even remotely. Oh, man. Uh, all right, Jimmy, you're up. All right. Let's see. Where am I here? I am going to go with Jimmy Rave. Oh, RIP Jimmy Rave. Good pick. And um, I'm going to take Nana with him, actually. The embassy. There you go. And Nana some work. God, I'm – oh, this would be so not fair if I did this. Uh, and I'm not, but I'm going to say it. I, I, I clicked on uh, November 2007, and it was uh, Glory by Honor not Night 1, and that was when they brought in Masawa. Oh, yeah. Man. So, Jimmy, you can take Masawa all you want. I'm not going to take it. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna leave Masala where he, where he is. Uh, that, that just feels like that feels like a a, a wild draw four in this game. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, and then uh, so my eleventh pick is gonna be. What if I just fucked you? Know it's like Masala. <laughs> 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 That'd be such an asshole thing to do. Um, I'm gonna take. <laughs> Matt, can I take my whole dark match of Ernie Osiris and Alex Payne? No, that's not fair. It's not fair. Oh, no, 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 no. It wouldn't be Alex Payne. It's uh, Ernie Osiris and Mitch Franklin. Poor guy. I'm not going to do that. But you know who I am going to pick up? I'm going to pick up Rhett Titus. Oh, did you get Rhett? No. I did not. Rhett Titus I am picking up. Oh, God, I'm staring at that name. Shit. I need to get him next before you get him. I will take... <laughs> Tank Toland. <laughs> <laughs> I would only take him as one half of the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> now we passed the wild card already. So. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, shit, uh, I'm gonna. Um, I'll take uh, Kenta. Okay, all right. My next pick is Delirious. Oh, bye. Oh man, I'm staring. I'm going. Oh my god, I can't believe I haven't picked Delirious yet. Fuck. I almost, I almost went with Delirious myself a couple Ooh, times. Oh man, thank God you did. I just would have been sad. Of course, Austin Aries is staring at me, and I'm going, "Fuck you, Austin Aries." Yeah, yeah, I'm not even. I, I'm, I'm not even looking at him. Guys, you can control your narrative and pick whoever you want. I can control my narrative and <laughs> spit his face. It's a only, big, a big... only, only if you're a VIP and you pay to go to the rage room. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, I thought see. that was going to be like a Zoom call. 
<laughs> and it was a mop closet. <laughs> I put on Twitter the other day. I was like, it's all about the Zoom. Conference calls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so clever. It was so stupid. I think I'll go with Candice LeRae. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I think, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna re wrap it up very shortly now that I'm seeing what I got left here. It's not that there's not great guys there, you know, but it just wouldn't it wouldn't fit my narrative. Actually, fuck it. I'm taking Austin Aries. <laughs> I got something for this prick. Way to control his results. narrative. Oh, I do have uh Eric Stevens. Uh oh god. It was Eric Stevens, Austin Aries, and uh this is somebody I don't give a shit about. Whoever teamed with uh, in the resilience or with the resilience, not the resilience. That'd be a dumb name. <laughs> but it's spelled resilience. Who, who are you? We're the resilience. <laughs> that should be a that should be the name of the faction that the whispers in. <laughs> I texted Sean from True Wrestling. I was like, hey. Why have we not done Sean Silence against the Whisper yet? Right. <laughs> I've been telling about this. Oh, man. That's another guy I missed from back home. Sean Silence. What a, what a wonderful egg. Uh, Once wore I'll... his gear to Dunkin' Donuts to buy coffee. <laughs> well, you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. That's, 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 it's like church up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There was that news clip and it was like a, the like nor'easter that came in and um there was a reporter out in the snow and she's like we found two people out here and you know they're they're they were busy being like yeah the roads are pretty bad up there and everything she's like well, what are you doing she's like oh we're gonna dunk him <laughs> yeah it's it's similar to, to 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 waffle houses if in tornado alley if the snow's bad enough that duncan's closed then you know it's bad if you knew how many fucking waffle houses around me like <laughs> I, I could close my eyes and think of like uh, sometimes you can swing a dead cat at. I can at least get four. And just just at the arena I work at, uh, in the general vicinity, I can think of about five within three or four blocks. Oh my god! And there's no Starbucks up there, right? Oh, there's plenty of Starbucks, but oh okay. I, th- I thought it was just one ruled the area. No, no. It's <sighs> not like a Sheets and Wawa thing, but no, there there are many Dunkins. Like, you can walk three blocks to Faneuil Hall, and there is at least one over there. And then if you cross the street and walk up the steps at City Hall, I think there's one up there, too. Oh, they're, they're, they're all over the place. Like, I could, and, and, and everybody has their good one that they swear by, and every other one is shit. Oh, that's so funny. It's, it's, yeah, and like my local one sucks and I hate it, but there's a handful that I know that are consistently good that I'll go to. Oh man, <laughs> I'm looking at some of these, some of these guys on here and I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab this guy in a second. Uh, Meanwhile, I, there is, uh, towards, uh, downtown, a bagel shop called Brugger's Bagels. Brugger's mm-hmm. sucks. And, um, I always remember, after the day after that game, I'm looking at the uh, ticket on my wall from St. Patrick's Day 2012. We got we stopped there for breakfast and then ate breakfast sandwiches at an Irish potato famine monument. 
Yep, yep. The potato famine monument is still there. It's uh, <laughs> in front of a giant Walgreens. Yeah, the, the <laughs> biggest Walgreens I've ever seen in my life. It, just, it, it used to be it used to be a um, a Borders. And it turned into a Walgreens. It turned into a Walgreens. Decker, this, this Walgreens is like practical joke big. <laughs> they, they have an entire loft area where they sell liquor. Um, oh my lord! It's the only Walgreens I know of in Boston that sells any alcohol at all. But we sat at this potato famine monument. We're like, this feels kind of shitty to be sitting here eating, surrounded by statues of ch- starving children. <laughs> and yeah, you're just singing fucking Galway Bay. <laughs> like, if I ever get back to Ireland, uh, I'll give you my fucking bagel sandwich. <laughs> Jimmy, who's your next pick? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the ladies and go with Sarah Del Rey. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, by the way, I don't think we need to do um, commentary teams here. Uh, they're they're all just gonna be. It's just Prezak gonna be and, Prezak, yeah. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> Lenny Leonard. And like yeah, Lenny Leonard or maybe like Eddie Kingston. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> all right, uh, but I am winding down a little bit here. Um, so I am going to. Pick. I'm gonna pick. Um. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, do I do I do I pull a trigger? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm taking Pele. That's that that's what I wanted. Pele's good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Matt Seidel. Taking Matt Seidel. Huh? That's a sneaky good pick. That is a sneaky good pick. You know what my sneaky good pick is from that? I'm gonna take M Dog. Ooh, I was looking at him too. I was like, you gotta that's how long. That's how long M Dog's been around for. Like even the, before that, he was in the uh, he was in the backyard wrestling tapes. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, M Dog's legit the best dude. I think yeah. I only was on one show with him. It was an excise show, and uh, he was a ve- he was a very nice gentleman. I, I probably refed like eight of his matches at excite. He was the champ for a while. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's just a good dude and just such a smart wrestler. I think I'm done. So. Yeah, I think I am too. All right. That's, uh, yeah, 15 is enough. Well, 15 picks. I forgot I got teams too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So, uh, oh, who'd you pick? After I picked Pele, who'd you pick? Because I, that, that was my 14th pick. Uh, Sad Al. Oh, I didn't write M Dog. Oh. M Dog, I, I have to scroll down. Oh, after M Dog, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, after, after M Dog, I'm done. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, if you think you're done, then I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think I'm done. Cool. All right, so we open the floor for any possible trades. Do you want to hear my guys real quick, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, uh, okay. My current roster is uh, the Hangman 3 of Adam Pierce, B.J. Whitmer, Aaron Albrecht, Jen Hagedorn, uh, Roddy Strong with the uh, FIP title, the No Remorse Corps, David Richards and Rocky Romero, Takeshi Morishima, Ages of Fall with uh, Jimmy Jacobs, Tyler Black, and Lacey, uh, Samoa Joe, Mystico, Naomichi Marufuji, Eric Stevens, the Vulture Squad of Jigsaw, Ruckus, Jax, Evans, and Julie Smokes, Rhett Titus, Delirious, Austin Aries, and Pelly Primo, and Matt, and M-Dog 20. Hmm. No, I think I'm good. You think you're good? Yeah. All righty, cool. All right, so we can go to break. Yep. 
we will take a break. The guys will put their cards together. And then we'll be back so you can hear them here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, the Ranking Tracks podcast and the Real Paranormal Talk podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out the A Show and By the Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By the Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on the A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckcradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. Weekly episodes for the entire baseball family where we talk all baseball all the time. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Come join our baseball family where we do baseball together. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We're back here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Matt, Chris, Jimmy Grape Soda, hanging out with you here on a Monday morning, 9 a.m. Thank you for joining us. And Decker, the floor is yours to get started here before you share your cards oh yeah oh just a very very short thing uh big old rest in peace to our main man harry decker my uh my great uncle that me and matt uh uh, have a patreon exclusive episode of us talking about the vacation we went on but uh i need to say my my uncle passed away he was like 95 he had had uh stomach cancer and he's going through stuff like that like um trust me we thought that he was never going to die but he went and uh he went on friday and he went to sleep so that's good so i'm happy for him uh you know, uh, loved you, Uncle Harry. You were you were a great guy. You were super weird, but man, you were a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, very quick Harry story of him being like in the forties, gonna be like, "Hey, I'm gonna marry this girl now." And um, so they were doing, uh, you know, planning, and then he realized what his then to be bride, the bill that was uh, she was. Uh, doing to plan for the wedding, so he just broke off the wedding. I know, broke up with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, strange story. Oh um, man, knowing like how the, his house did or did not work. 
that sounds about right. Yep. I I also realized after that he that he when he died, I was like, uh, by the way, I also left the eulogy on the voice bill for Pod Van Dam this coming week about Harry. What? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna be curious what they talk about. Um. Yeah, Harry was just the fucking best. He like he like going to Charlie Brown's and he he'd always say we should go to the beach and eat some sandwiches. You know, that was just his thing. He was just the and he uh he lived in Seagirt, which is right next to Belmar, which did we which we didn't talk on air about. <laughs> and uh, so he's just he's from the Jersey Shore, lived uh, lived in Patterson, great guy. And um yeah, miss miss you tons, man. You know, you you were I was able to use your beach house five times, I think. Just uh, when I became an adult, so uh, the last one was the greatest one. <laughs> and, and, and again, we'll we'll be able to talk about it another time. But uh, uh, that is that. Uh, but before I give up the floor, I, I do want to ask you, like Jimmy, your handles are the funniest. Like, <laughs> Thank so, you. so his so I met him as Doctor Claw. That like he was able to get Doctor Fucking Claw. Then at underscore Grape Soda on Twitter, <laughs> and is. And his name just when it pulls up on Skype is Rolo McFlurry. Like that's, that's my uh, that's my display on Twitter right now too. It's it's yeah. kind of the the handle I've been going by. I, like, ha- I do have a weird list of aliases. I was gonna say I'm like man, like like I had to kill for like a like just having it be at <laughs> at cream soda. I don't know. Yeah, the, uh, the, the at grape underscore soda. So I signed up for Twitter in 2009. Oh my god! Yeah, so I was a pretty early adopter. My first two, my first two followers are MC Hammer and Britney Spears, and they still follow me to this day. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Around June or July, last... shows they're like, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, around June or July last year, I literally remembered I had a Twitter account after being dormant for maybe a year or two. Oh, okay. And occasionally, I would tweet some something and. But I just was like, oh, let me start using this. And I've I've made a lot of friends. I've met a lot of awesome people. Uh, had a lot of fun. Reconnected here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I forget where I found you. It might have been our friend Tony Tucker going through uh, when I found out that she had a, uh, a Twitter. I was like, oh, okay. And I went through and I was like, look at this. this look at this Irish motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I reconnected with Tony, too. She's... Uh, I'm I'm always saying some dumb shit to her. <laughs> oh, so uh, so yeah. Uh, not much has changed in the over over the few, past few years. Yeah, right. Think, yeah. What what is the old phrase of some? Uh, what little so much changes the same? What how's that go? I know what you I know what you mean, but I don't know how it goes. The more things change, the more they. There we Thank go. Thank you. All right. Thanks for that. So yeah, what'll be said? Uh, going back to Harry for a minute, that I thought I remembered him dying several years ago. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I, in fact, my biggest regret is like three weeks before the pandemic hit. Like I'm talking like late February, 2020. I was like, you know, I'm gonna give Harry a call. And I want him to meet the kids, talk to him, had a great conversation. Didn't last very long. And I was like, I'm gonna bring the kids up and stuff like that. You know, you're only in Jersey anyway. And then just. It would have been irresponsible, you know, in the, those first couple months of the the pandemic with so much we didn't know going to see him, you know, and it just uh, didn't happen again. So, uh, yes, I do. Ha- I do have a regret about it. So but, you know, case for us. Uh, 
Well, while I never obviously met him, I don't believe I will always be thankful uh, that we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of 10 year anniversary of that infamous trip. That should be when we do the podcast is at the 10 year anniversary mark in like July or August, whatever it would be. And always thankful that he let us stay in that weird house (laughs) that I found out. Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you off air about the, the sale of that house. All right. So, moving on, Jimmy, uh, you get to present your card first because you're the guest. Being so the guest. You are up. Okay. So, uh, first off, I have, uh, Sarah Del Rey versus Candice LeRae. It's a, it's a real quick squash, about five minutes or so. Uh, Sarah beats Candice clean with a pile driver. Candice is still pretty, pretty new. I think she had only worked a couple dates in Ring of Honor in 2007 anyway, so no, no, no big loss for Candice at all. On the roster, the, <clears throat> under the women, there was Cookie, which who I forgot was Becky Bayless. I was like, who's Cookie? And I looked at I, I was couldn't like, figure out who Cookie was, and I was like, she looks like Becky Bayless, but I don't remember her going by Cookie. Uh, she went by, and she was with one person, I remember. Like, I want to say she was doing this stuff with Robbie E. At the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And they also have Colt Cabana as Matt Classic, and I was like, Ooh. "That is hilarious that it's on there." As Matt Classic. <laughs> and 2007 Sarah Del Rey is like peak of powers. Yeah. For Sarah Del Rey, she's really getting herself over and getting out there, and really building her her reputation her and brand, her legacy yeah. at this point, building her brand. Absolutely, she was. So squashing Candace in five minutes makes total sense. Yeah. Then I have uh, Matt Seidel versus Jimmy Rave, and Prince Nana's coming out with Jimmy. Okay. It's it, it, back and forth, seven minutes. Jimmy takes advantage of Matt Seidel missing a shooting star press and gets with the greetings from Ghana. There you uh, go. Another clean victory. The Kings of Wrestling versus the Briscoes next. Uh, that's, dude, that's going to be coming soon. I can't wait. <laughs> like, so. j- just with how the wrestling landscape is, oh. we will have a Kings of Wrestling versus Briscoe's match by, I, I, I will go as far as to say we will see it by my birthday, July 24th. That's, that's not a long time, but I can see it happening. And I, I literally, it, whatever promotion does it, whether it be on the Indies or, or, or AEW or anyone. Oh man, they, they could, they could shop that around to every freaking promotion they wanted oh. to, dude. Oh. And it's just, it's going to be insane. Lots of quick tags from the Kings of Wrestling. You, you got Claudio hitting up uppercuts everywhere. Hero hitting boots everywhere, but the Briscoes get theirs in too. Still, the Kings hit KRS-One about 10 minutes in. That's it. So this is so far a very heavy uh, heel victory kind of show. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. Then I have Homicide versus Kenta. Oh, they just beat the shit out of each other for 15 minutes. <laughs> Kenta pulls it out with the GTS. Homicide jumps them after the bell. They just keep going. They have to be pulled apart. Nice. Just yeah, that was that was what I came up with for that one. I have a wild four way with Steen, Generico, Pack, and Cole Cabana. Oh wow! Oh wow! 15 minutes um, about. For them, Pack hits a 450 outside to Sting, take, uh, to Steen, takes both of them out. Generico hits a Yakuza, a Yakuza kick on Cole Cabana, and, uh, and that's it. The, so Generico wins that one. 
Uh, and then for the main event, Nigel versus Danielson versus AJ in a triple threat for the belt. Whoa. 30 minutes. AJ in the finish. AJ will hit uh, Nigel with the Styles Clash, but Dragon takes advantage and throws AJ out of the ring and uh, gets Nigel with cattle mutilation, walks away with the belt. Wow. Oh, man. You just have fucking Nigel drop that shit to him so early. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my! I'm just thinking about the boogie that would be because that would have been like in de- December. It would have been like a final battle. Oh, oh yeah, he had just won it too, right? Yeah, yeah. he won at the end of the year. I, I forgot about that. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. But an, an even more final battle. The finalist. The the finaler battle. And this was oh. Final battle, final countdown. <laughs> oh my god, if he, <clears throat> that would be fucking uh, choreographing it a little bit. That's like yeah. that's his, that's as bad. Remember they had the pay per view was man up, and it's like oh, I wonder yeah. who they're gonna feature. <laughs> it'll it'll be the uh, it'll be the Fye DVD c- title. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. There was a, like a different thing. I remember that a little bit. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I said that comment about my birthday because. The show takes place on my birthday at Kingston Armory. It's Ring of Honor's Ain't No Cure for the Summertime Bruise. <laughs> <laughs> like, a little dorky, a little, I don't know. We start our show. Uh, this isn't even like a, actually, yeah, <laughs> this is the this is the dark. Because <laughs> I realize I'm like, oh, if I do it this way, I can the dark matches, uh, Rhett Titus and Pelly Primo. Pelly goes over in uh, seven minutes with uh, whatever Pelly used. I don't know. I, I have no recollection of what Pelly Prio's finisher was. All right. So the opener of the show is Austin Aries coming out. He's just been uh, he's, he's just been released from uh, TNA at the time. I remember that was a big. Maybe he's Austin Star. He's coming back, and Austin Aries comes out, and he uh, starts talking about how the world is flat. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> And Eric Stevens interrupts him and goes, shut up. <laughs> You're fucking dumb. And Austin Aries is like, oh, yeah? You're going to fight me? You and what army? And uh, Eric Stevens is like, funny you should say that because this is my tag team partner, Takeshi Morishima, and we're going to beat you up now. And Kerry Silkin's like, ring the fucking bell. And uh, uh, Takeshi Morishima and Eric Stevens beat the shit out of Austin Aries for 13 minutes. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Austin Aries gets a, a little bit of a, a little bit of offense, but uh, Eric Steven hits him with the with the train move uh, approximately thirty five times, <laughs> only for a machine to pick him up and give him six backdrop drivers before he does like the the earthquake splash. <laughs> what and, what I am picturing out of all of this is Morishima showing up to the Kingston Armory, <laughs> and I, I talked about the shows that like our friend Jesse had gone to in, in yeah. the Poconos. And I, I just pictured, like, for example, Buddy Murphy, just off TV, shows up in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. He's like, what is going on here? Oh, Morishima, before he got to the Kingston Armory, hung out at uh, the park. And then, he, <laughs> and then he walked over and and had, uh, had uh, a meal at, at Rodano's. <laughs> Morishima's like, we're gonna get some food around here, and I know, um, I can't, uh... 
and we're like, well, there's a, a food court downstairs. And where she was like, well, I wanted Bob Evans. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, another off-air discussion. Oh, my God. Okay. so uh, I want Bob Evans, too. Shit. <laughs> all right. So um, uh, our next match is a Texas Tornado match between the No Remorse Corp of Dick Richards and Rocky Mara taking on the Age of the Fall, Jim Jacobs and Tyler Black. Uh, this is an absolute fucking melee uh, with these guys, uh, Debbie Richards and uh, Tyler Black squaring off Rocky Romero and Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, you know, they go they go fighting. They make their way into the uh, the loft of the Kingston Armory or the, the what, what do you call it? The second level balcony, <laughs> the balcony. They're fighting all over the balcony and shit. And, and Lacey's just like, oh, my God, please take care of him. And Jimmy Jacobs is Jimmy Jacobs and doing his. Uh, Doing his whole shtick, and he's he's wearing a suit that's covered in you know the the, the stuff that he got covered in a carry. What was it? What, what was that? Seven carries pig something. Pig blood. Pig blood. Okay, it was pig blood. I wasn't sure or not. So yeah, and he's walking around on that, and Jim Jacobs is like, I fucking rule the roost right now uh, until Davy Richards beats the shit out of him, and uh, Davy Richards uh, gets. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs back into the ring and uh, beats him with a cross arm breaker. Move <laughs> that David Richards definitely do. All right. So since uh, we had a dark match, it's three on the first half of the show, three on the other half of the show, seven match show. So so our first half main is a is a trios match, six man tag of Adam Pierce, BJ Whitmer, and Brent Albright taking on uh, Jigsaw, Ruckus, and Jack Evans. So it's Hangman three against the Vulture Squad. And if the Vulture Squad wins, Julius Smokes gets five minutes with Shane Hagedorn in the ring. So, you know, they're having their, their regular trios match they're having. And, you know, uh, Adam Pierce and Brent Albright are you know, using their, uh, their scientific type of, uh, stuff. And, you know, you got Ruckus doing flips and, uh, Jack Evans doing <laughs> flips and Jigsaw doing flips. I just realized, I was like, oh, I see, I now see the, uh, appeal of this team. <laughs> uh, before it's like, oh, these guys I guess just must hang out and be like Wu Tang or something. And so, uh, so uh, Jigsaw is able to hit the the gig and tonic on uh, Brent Albright, giving Julius Smokes a match, and uh, uh, Julius and uh, Hagedorn have themselves a, a fun little managers uh, managers match. You know, a, a lot a lot more Harvey Whippleman and. Uh, uh, not Gene Okerlund. Who did Harvey Whippleman take on in the tuxedo match? Howard Fink. Finkel. Howard Finkel. 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 Yeah. Yep. So a lot more Howard Finkel and um, Harvey Whippleman than um, you know uh, Beulah and uh, Fonzie. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot more on that side. So uh, we go to intermission. Guys sell their their merch and their eight by tens out that there. It's good. We come back. Uh, popcorn match, and uh, we got Delirious taking on M Dog. Well, Matt Cross and uh, a lot of comedy, delirious, barking at M Dog because he's a dog. You know, a lot of things where you know Matt Cross walking around doing a lot of stalling, a lot of Memphis sort of stuff, and you know, then delirious would just uh, speak gibberish and then just be like bark, bark, and they'd be like no, oh! they they end up doing uh, all their stuff, and um, you know, they're, they're using about they're ten minutes, you know, ten eleven minutes. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, delirious being very psychological with M Dog and. Uh, you know, he ends up hitting the uh, the Shadows Fall. Is that the name? That's a band, Shadows Fall. 
That's also his finish, I believe. Okay, okay. I was, I, I think every single time I saw that, I go, that looks incorrect. <laughs> you sure it's not the shadow's edge or something like that, you know? So, there's his shadow's fall and, uh, uh, pins, Matt Cross, and, uh, uh, a fun little match to, to break away. Uh, I'm now realizing that I had a handicap match, a tag match, and then a six-man tag, and then all my second half is fucking singles. <laughs> like, that's dumb. Don't do that. Break it up a little bit. Actually, yeah, I would, I would put Delirious in the, uh, I would have put the Delirious Matt Cross match in the number two spot. Would have moved my number six down to five. I would have put the, uh, the tag, Age of the Fall, Norm said, uh, as a semi, but, uh, I'm an idiot, so I didn't do that. My semi-main event, Mystico taking on Naomi Marfuji. Definitely a clash in styles, you know, Headwavers Jr., heavyweight kind of situation, and, uh, you know, this is, this is the height of Mystico when he could do no wrong, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is not quite a match that you would see in too many spots. I think even at the time, the, um, the company that uh, I think he was in CMLL Mystico. Uh, I don't think Ring of Honor was working with CMLL, so this this wouldn't have been something that would have happened. You know, ultimately they go they go 20 minutes. It's a uh, you know it's a, it's a battle of wills, but none of them they, they, they both uh, are not ones to give up, and uh, they go to a 20 minute time limit. Uh, Mystico and uh, Marfuji shake hands afterwards in a a wonderful international battle. Our main event for the FIP Championship, Roger Strong takes on Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe knows that he's uh, not long for the Ring of Honor world anymore. He's going to have to dedicate all his time to TNA, but he's going to try, you know, FIP. Basically, they're, they're in Florida. So he's like, you know what? Maybe I can make this work. <laughs> I can do it all. I can do it all. So he's going to take on Roger Strong. Roger Strong's a, a, a powerful guy, but, you know, Samoa Joe's a big guy, so... A lot of the the offense that Roger Strong go for with all his backbreakers stuff like that wouldn't really work out as well, you know. So, but uh, you know, Joe does his best, and uh, you know, it's absolutely a match that you've probably seen before. It's everything that you would expect. You know, it's very hard hitting. It's very, it's it's very, uh, you know, by but not maybe not by the numbers. You know what I mean? But it's uh, you know, Joe's definitely putting a little more interest because this is his only way to you know be able to stay in the indies. You know, he wins the FIP championship. He has to stay in TNA and collect the paycheck and work with like Kurt Angle and shit. Like, you know, doing, doing, oh, doing okay. Horror. The horror. The, the horror. <laughs> yeah, so he ends up going uh, about 35 minutes. You know, these guys are pretty prone to go long like that. Joe gets the, um, uh, picks him up from the muscle buster and uh, he hits it and uh, lays in the uh, the rear naked and he's got him, and Roger Strong is really, uh, he's, he's fighting, he's fighting, but, uh, you know, Roger Strong goes to sleep. And Samoa Joe is like, oh my god, I just won the FIP title. Uh, and he's, he's going around, and, uh, but, uh, slowly you see, you know, the, the ref is not checking it, but the, uh, the, um, the cameraman is caught, and he's had on it the whole time that, uh, Roger Strong's foot was on the ropes. So, uh, so they might have uh, sent everybody home happy, but uh, Roger Strong gets to keep his title. Uh, technicalities, they uh, they messed up his match, and that's uh, that was the end of "Ain't No Cure for the Summertime Bruise." <laughs> <laughs> nice, two good cards. Yes, yes, yes. So we now turn it to you, the listeners of the A Show. Head to at the A Show on CKCC on Twitter. Vote for who you think should advance to the Tournament of Champions, whether it's Jimmy Grape Soda or Chris Decker. Next week, I have no idea who we have. 
<laughs> we're running into this situation where it's like, okay, we can't record too early because what if what if I win? And then, and then even this match, like uh, like if I go over Sean, this match here is almost it's is like it's almost like I, I you know what I if I beat Sean and then we put this up, I think it might just be a situation where Jimmy's just gonna get a buy or. Jimmy or, may have to return. Okay. Return. And this episode will just never make air. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we do have to see. So. So yeah, next week could be Jimmy Grape Soda. <laughs> oh my god! And then and then we'll have to take on. Uh, of, of the, all the people we managed to talk about today, like we'll we'll get we'll get somebody on for you. We'll uh, we'll see if Sonic can come on. Like I haven't I haven't talked to him about it, but I'll, I'll see if he can come on or one of the other people that we were talking about to get on. Yes, maybe we'll get supposed to come on and do a guest appearance. I think he's retired from this show. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. I do. <laughs> I do. I do believe that. Maybe we bring on Adam. Adam Van taking on uh. Uh, the common man, Jimmy Grape Soda. <laughs> Do we really want to go down that road again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> kind of fun. But we will figure it out, obviously. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, Sean is winning. So, I did get some vo- I did get some votes. I saw yes. that. Yes. We already heard where to see, where to find Jimmy on the internet. Right. Yep. Uh, at Grape, Grape underscore Soda on Twitter. I don't really use Instagram or Facebook. That's Pretty much where you'll find me, and that's, uh, that's why you disappeared. You probably deactivated your Facebook. I'm just like Jimmy, no. It's it's still there. I only use it really for friends and family, and to find out when birthdays and births and deaths are. But that's exactly the only thing Facebook should be allowed for. Um, uh, please follow my Twitter for medium takes on wrestling and stuff. And uh, I just recently started the uh, ADHD treatment. Journey, so I'll probably be uh, narrating my inner monologues through that. Oh, okay. So a little bit, a little bit of everything. Uh, I have nothing else to really plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as stated last week, I will return to the ring April 9th at Excite Wrestling in Johnson City, New York. Uh, Dreamer and Colby. No, I'm not there. Um, I was not there this past weekend. Oh, it was this weekend that they did Dreamer and Colby. So April 9th, um, unless gas is like $6 a gallon at that point, at which point I will not be going anywhere. Well, I'll just learn how to fly. May 14th, I'll be a part of High Tension Wrestling at the Steamtown Mall. Uh, Fan Fest from 12 to 6, and the matches start at 7. Did they announce any names for the uh, Fan Fest yet? No. Okay. I mean, I have no idea where in the mall this is going to be. I'd imagine it's going to be upstairs in front of Crunch Fitness, yep. much like when PPW ran. I'm sure that's exactly where it's going to be. In in that space, uh, which was a great setup when we had the show there. I think it's only, that's the biggest place it could be. A couple of our normal plugs, ckccradio.com. Also, soon to be named network.com. Also, the Hooligans of Hops with Kevin Rick. Uh, not another sports podcast with Jason and David and going to rib Jason a little bit here because he was talking about our episode two weeks ago 
And he mentioned that we had uh, from Diamond City Sports, Andy Header on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times did we call him Header? None. Uh, just Jason got caught up. And then later on in the plug, he did say Andy Peck. So oh, I texted okay, okay. text him. I'm like, hey, Andy Header from Diamond City Sports, huh? He's like, shit, did I say that? So they have a good show. Uh, they're doing their uh, mustache and beard tournament again. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Coming up. Uh, also, honorable mention, we talked about earlier with Shane Hagedor from, from the Hangman 3 and Jeff Schwartz. The IWEP Network. Also, check out... I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, type in draft for IWTV, and you got nothing. But Jerry knows he to listen to our show. <laughs> yes, IWTV. Uh, independentwrestling.tv, new users, please use the code word draft so Jerry knows that you came here, you came to his site from us. Jimmy, this has been awesome. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Like, I'm so glad that I was like, oh, man, let's get Jimmy on. Fucking cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad it worked out. I, I I work two jobs, so so free time doesn't come uh, by very frequently or often, so this 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 worked out awesome. Oh, by the way, if you win, you at least have to come back one more time for the tournament, yeah. if not three I'm, times. I'm cool with that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I believe the the grand uh, the fi- in the finals of the Joe Sposto draft away championship belt, uh, season three. Uh, <laughs> I think we, me and Matt, decided to do it where <laughs> you're you're running you're running a county fair and you have to. It's, it's, it's a run a, you're running a county fair in the year 2000, and you could only use wrestlers from five years ago <laughs> that are unemployed. Unemployed 1995 talent. Yeah, so it would be a lot of, like, Sir Mo, you know. Sir Mo would headline awesome. any county fair in the entire state of Kentucky. Fantasio. Oh, <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jerry Taylor. <laughs> Uh, the, the computerized man of the 1990s. It's 2000. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. <laughs> so check all that out. Uh, go to IWTV.com. I'm sorry, independentwrestling.tv uh, for a ton of great footage. Mass Wrestler, I think, is still going on. And also... Uh, the, the Life of Series, so good. The Life of Series is ongoing always. And then Uncharted Territory is moving south this year. Yeah, yep. they're moving near me. For season four. I was like, oh, I, uh, I think I looked it up. Because, I think I looked it up. They're only like three hours from me. Because AC Mack is the IWTV world champion, and he said, hey, Northerners, if you want this belt, you got to come to the south and get it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he won the stip, uh, and the stip was if he won, you know, all Uncharted Territory to be south of Mason-Dixon. That was the right. match with Willow, right? Yeah, I believe so. At, at, at FET? Yeah. I wasn't at that show in Providence, but I, I it was a good show. Always a good show. So, and, and I wouldn't worry about you having too much playoff work <laughs> around <laughs> yeah. the time yeah, of the tournament. The Celtics, I think I should be okay for the springtime, yeah. Actually, yeah. the Celtics are doing pretty good. The Celtics are doing good, so I might have a little bit of hope. Yeah, and I mean, 
as you listened to this last night, the Bruins lost a 2-1 lead with 30 seconds left in the game against Los Angeles and wound up losing. But they just won, like, their entire road trip. So, who knows? I just... <laughs> just burying the, the Celtics like that. Yeah. Well, I... D- d- depending on the week, it's... Uh, I-, I bury them almost every game. <laughs> <laughs> They were on a nine-game winning streak in February, and I was like, oh, would they screw up again? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, we're winning. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're fifth in the East. I mean, they're not too – they're not – you know, it's like like if you look here, they're only – how many games behind? I mean, five games behind anything. Yeah. The it, only it, difference for me really between Celtics games and Bruins games other than clientele is that – uh I get one in intermission instead of two to deal with the public. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the the new national anthem guy the past couple of years is pretty good, but he's no Renee Vancourt. He actually is a bartender in the premium suite area. Yes. He, he will he will bartend and then he'll go down and sing the song and then he'll come back up to the premium section and bartend even more. So I'm assuming that dude just rakes it in with uh with tips. I I can only assume that everybody wants a drink from him. I I did not realize that he was still bartending. Oh yeah, he's still bartending. I see him in the uh, employee freight elevator almost every night with his with his with his work uniform on. I thought because like they said, I read stuff about how he was a bartender and he entered and he won when Renee Rancourt retired. But I thought, I, I I guess maybe I presumed that he would no longer be bartending and he would just be singing the anthem. I didn't realize he was doing double duty. I believe he's also, uh, he, he might have stopped doing this, but I, I know for a while for a day job he was a parole officer too. Oh, wow. Yeah, this, this, he's a busy guy. And with that said, we are going to wrap things up here on the A-Show. Uh, for Chris Decker, whose laptop died, <laughs> my name is Matt, and we will see you next week. Hey.